What's up, buddy? Welcome to the AJ Bucon Podcast. This is episode 17, entitled Juice Cancelled. I'm telling you, I, I am so excited about the guest that I have here today. Um, he is... The new permanent host of this podcast. He... Uh, uh, didn't we talk about this before we got started? Let me do my thing. Sorry. Jeez. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, I, I have Juice Nixon here. Uh, everyone says you're the talent for the Juice Box podcast. Or no, wait. You say you're the talent for the podcast, but you got a lot of supporting cast on there as well. A lot of people that do it with you, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I personal yeah. opinion. I wouldn't say I'm the talent because I think well, we all are equal. But I will say you that have I've, said that before. You have told me the first time I came to it, you were like, "Okay, I'm like I'm the talent" because we all had to wait for you to get ready. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, it is called the juice box for a reason. Yeah. Uh, well, hey. You know what? I'm not sure my listeners even know why you call it the juice box. Why do you call it the juice? Why'd you call it the juice box? It's a great question. So, Thanks. probably for a couple years, my dream, I always wanted to start a restaurant and bar. That's kind of always what I wanted to do in the Outer Banks. That was kind of always a dream of mine. Don't know if I'll ever be able to do it just because the hurricanes and things like that. But at least when I was little, growing up, that's what I always wanted to do. Um, and I always just, we always just called it the juice box. Like, there's really no reason or anything behind it. When we, when I was younger, I was part of Lincoln Studios, LSOD, and my rap name was Juice. So that oh. probably had something to do with it. I, you were a rapper. For sure. Okay. For All sure. Right. I, I could spit that. them mad heat bars. Excellent. But, um, yeah, so that's, that was kind of my name, um, and that was back in 2013, 2012. So the nickname Juice has been around for a while. People now are just realizing it mm -hmm. because, you know, I never really talked about it in depth like this and on a podcast. But, like, that's um, – yeah, so I wouldn't say I'm the talent, but I, yeah. I would say that I bring the juice. I bring the energy. That, that's one thing that I will – die on that mountain for Yeah, you definitely have a lot of energy. I have to give you that. Yes. Absolutely. I don't mean any disrespect by that. But, hey, yeah. um, the, the podcast um, has really – I've been really impressed by it uh, from the time – I've been listening since you all started, uh, and it's just grown over the years and gotten better and better. Your last four or five episodes have been really – Fantastic. Thank Bringing you. in local people and talking to them about important topics in the Wheeling area. It, it's so important. I don't think there's a voice out there for that other than Juicebox. So I hope you all keep keep doing it. You're on. Uh, we did episode 43 this sat this past Friday know, evening. We Friday, did it. Yes. And it, it just dropped on Sunday. So you guys can go back. It's our episode 43. You yeah. are the big time guest of the evening. I was a little bit worried about that. I don't want to get into it. You just have to listen to it because I'm a little bit nervous about hearing the stuff that I said. But, hey, this is about you today. <laughs> yes, um, sir. I wanted you to get on here because, as you know, I follow the Juice Box podcast. I follow your, uh, your Twitter account, like things that are going on. And you have been talking a lot lately about cancel culture. Drives and me like, nuts. And, and it, it drives you nuts. Um, I thought, what a good topic for us to talk about Let's uh, do it. on the podcast today. Now, before we get started, though, because I, I, I always believe we got to make sure we both 
understand what it is. Like I may, may have my impression about what cancel culture is, and you may have something different. So can you just tell me, like give me, talk to me about what cancel culture is. Don't give me an example. Yeah. Just tell me like what's your definition of it. So my interpretation of it um, would be that you're taking, like, like you said, I, I won't give a specific example, but I'll have to use some variables here. So like you're taking variable A, and, you know, variable A, great guy, very successful, great gal, doesn't matter who it is. They're looking to um, become a voice of the public or maybe up their career or get promoted or, or whatever it may be. And variable B is somebody who, in my opinion, and, you know, this might sound rude, but it's somebody that you know, has no time on their hands. They're, they're not successful in what they're doing. They're stressed out with everything. They're not able to reach their goals. And the, all that they try to do is tear people down that are following their dreams, that are, you know, going after what they want. And they're trying to nitpick old pieces of information that they may have said or done. So okay. simplify it. It's when variable A is about to be promoted, do something su successful. Variable B pulls something out of the past, whether it's a year, 10 years, 15 years ago, what they said or what they've done, and they are trying to say that variable A should not be able to do what they're doing because they did this one thing wrong. Okay. That's so, my interpretation. Fair enough. Um, I have a little bit different interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. um, I understand what you're saying. I, to me, cancel culture has become part of social media yep. uh, more than anything now. But um, I understood cancel culture to also be something that was not necessarily on social media. It could be something that happens just in society in general, okay? So what I did is I was just kind of looking around trying to find some examples of it. Let me give you an example of some stuff. And this comes from a New York Times article entitled Tales from the Teenage Cancel Culture. Okay. And what in this article, and this is from uh, November 2nd, 2019, um, they were talking about these authors were, were relating different incidents that were going on in school systems and neighborhoods. It wasn't a social media thing. It was like this is what was going on. And one of the first ones on there, I'm not going to read it to him, I'm going to kind of paraphrase phrases yeah. um this high school senior uh this girl's name is nilam she's a, a black girl she's going to actually a catholic school in chicago and um holler at me girl i know right and um well that okay <laughs> i can't say that you can't say that but you were doing it out of the kindness of your heart you didn't literally I mean like actually i wasn't thinking before i said something because i didn't realize the impact that that could have See, had that's a big problem with today's world no too. it's not it's not I'm people should okay but anyhow so anyhow they were in class and they were the teacher left the room and this uh this white when they don't they don't give the name of the kid but he started singing a song by r kelly let's call him craig Okay, Craig starts singing a song about by R. Kelly. Are you familiar with R. Kelly? Yes, sir. Okay, can you do you know anything about him? Like, yes, because he's been canceled. R. Right? Kelly is a man who basically ran a underground. Well, I wouldn't even say underground. It was literally just for him a pedophilia right. house or whatever, however you would call right. it. Underaged women in his house. He would trick the parents and sometimes not even trick the parents. Black women. Well, is it all black women? Um, 
I, I, okay. I don't know that. I don't okay, know. That's fair. All right. But um, and basically, teenagers, teenagers right. pay parents off, pay them, say they like have... urinate them on and stuff, gross. like all kinds of stuff. Very and gross. And so this uh, this girl, this boy Craig, Craig, whoever it is, started singing "Bump and Grind." Have you heard that before? It's a great song. Hey, why don't you sing a little bit for us, just to show that we're being fair here? Because it ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong. With a little bump and grind. Okay. And she says to him, you know what? I'd appreciate if you'd stop singing that song. It's like, why? I mean, I know what R. Kelly did. I know all about being a pedophile and stuff. But you know what? It's a good song. It says, you know, it really bothers me that I'm sitting in this classroom and I got to hear that. And I said, could you stop singing that? He says, well, I'll stop for now, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to be singing it later because I just don't care. And so this article talks about how she said that she was just going to cancel him in the sense that wasn't going to give him any more attention, wasn't going to talk to him anymore, wasn't going to bring it up again. If it's going on, it's just like he's can't, he doesn't exist to her anymore yeah. because she tried to explain to him, I don't, want you, I don't like this song. It's inappropriate to me, particularly as a, a black woman. It's inappropriate to be doing that. And what she said is, um, and it's kind of interesting. I just want to give you this, this little quote. Yeah. Um, she said um, that uh, she would avoid speaking and engaging with him in the future, that she didn't care to hear what he had to say because he wouldn't change his mind and was beyond reason. That sometimes when like, people will cancel other people because you tried to explain your position and they just don't listen anymore. Yeah. And so that's okay, though. Is that something that you would consider cancel culture? See, the, the problem with this scenario, okay. that's fine. in my opinion, is that these people, and I know this sounds terrible, but these people aren't famous. They don't have big, giant followings. So when it's one-on-one, -on -one, basically, I guess definition-wise, you could use it as canceling, but I would make it more as you just don't want th that person to be your friend. So, like, let's say that you're Craig, and, like, you're doing all this, like, you know, Jake, I'll just tell you, Jake, I don't like all the language you use on your podcast. I don't like this. And I just start telling people, hey, you know, don't listen to Juicebox podcast anymore. They, they're misogynist. They're, they curse on there. Um, you know, it, it's just not worth your time. And yeah. I, I, don't, I don't talk to people who even listen to that. And I start getting people together and say, you know, just don't listen to them anymore. Is that okay? That's okay for you to do in your personal opinion because it's not going to affect me at all. But I can do that. You can right. do that as a So person. I can get people to say, you know, you know, I don't want to, I can like say, everyone needs to be boycotting that. You, yeah, you can say that, but it doesn't make it right. But you can say Why that. doesn't it make it right? Because not everybody's going to get along in life. What, what I'm trying to go about with all of this cancel culture stuff is there's going to be times where you can bring your A game, and I can bring my A game. See, I don't know what that means. 100% personality. You're in your best mood. You're around. You're your best kind of person, and we're going to clash. We're not going to get along. Not, every, not everybody's built to get along in that instance. So if you have your little group of friends that you want to cancel me, that's fine if, if you want to do that, but it, it's not going to affect me at all because not everybody's going to get along right. in this world. Yes, you can say that as freedom of speech, but I don't think it's right that you can go around bashing other people 
for something, one mistake that he may have done. I'm not, but if you continue, my thing is this, and I'm just asking without a respect. I don't want yeah. you coming across the table and knocking me out or anything for it. We're having a polite discussion. It only happened one time. I know, right? And so my thing is this. I've tried to reason with you about it. I said, don't, uh, that, that kind of language, it's offensive to me. Uh, you know, when I'm in your presence, I don't want to listen to that. And so, like, I just tune people out who don't do that. And, and in effect, cancel them and say, you know, I, you don't want to hang out with that person. That's what that person does all the time. Why is, that, uh, why is it that, like, you can run around and say everything, or this Cray can continue to do yeah. that in her presence, and there are no, like, cultural ramifications to it? Because it's an offensive song. It's like... I mean, what's the whole song about? Bumping and grinding. It's about what I used to do at school dances. You know well, what I'm saying? Nothing wrong. Well, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me there. You got me there. Anyhow, um, <laughs> that was good. That was good. <laughs> I don't know where I got that. But anyhow, um, no, so what I'm saying is like, if you know it's offense, it's like it bothers you and you keep doing it, don't you deserve to be like ostracized by society? Like, if you continue to do something, like, it's offending a large group of people. But here's my point. Like, is it, it – it's hard. This is, this is a hard – it's a hard thing to answer. I know. Yes or no. Like, I'll, I'll be honest. You, you yeah. kind of – you got my mind spinning because I understand where you're coming from. I do. But at the same time, it's like, just because I don't like cheese, I'm not going to go to all these grocery stores and say – I fucking hate cheese. I don't want you to carry cheese. I don't want you to. Well, that, come on, man. That's not even what we're talking about here. That cheese. We're not even talking about. That. We're talking about someone like we're this great guy was like I'm over, oversimplifying. So you want to oversimplify this? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, hey, let, let me give you another example because you said Love this it. the other night. You came in. I thought we were going to get to it on the the podcast. We started talking about all kinds of other stuff on Juice Box, <laughs> like bathrooms. Yeah, bathrooms and. Uh, but anyhow, um, you started talking about um, Nick Cannon, and you said, oh, man, did you hear about Nick Cannon? Woo! And I said, yeah, I want to talk about that, and we never did. Let's talk about Nick Cannon right okay. now. What were you so upset about? I, I was upset because right now there's a whole movement going around about racism, about racism going around and how White people are racist to black people. Black people are racist to Mexicans. Mexicans are racist to whatever it may be. And for him to sit there and say that the white culture is savages and that we don't get enough melatonin and that all this stuff and that, like, black people are Jews, which scientifically, I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know everything because I don't know all that stuff. But if this whole movement's about racism and we want racism to end, how are you going to end it with being racist back towards white people? That's the disconnect, in my opinion. Since you opened this can of worms, let's talk about it. Because it's something that's very, very hard as a white male today, like myself. Because me personally, at my age, I don't see racism around here. I've grown up with black people. I've I've been, you know, you're around with Mexicans and things like that. So it's harder for me to act like, because I, I know it goes on, but I don't see it personally. So when you say you know it goes on, what does that mean? Is that, you're, you're, that's like a blanket statement about something that's pretty 
indicative of society well, the, today. The, the so easy, you know that it goes on. What do you mean you know it goes on? The easiest one is white people with the um, Confederate flag. Okay. I mean, that's that's the number. Like, why, why is there still a flag celebrating a group of people that lost a civil okay. war over slavery? So what? So then, what's your problem? Are they? Do they have a right to fly the flag if they want to? In my opinion, in my opinion, yes. Be careful because people are listening to you and they may boycott you. I am thinking people may boycott your podcast for something that you say that may go against in my popular sentiment in society. I don't think that they should be able to fly the flag. So, like, hold on, hold on. But I don't think that we should take that completely out of history books and act like that flag never happened. Right. Because it does and did stand for something right. in history where we started at one point and to look where we are now. Okay. As taking race out of it, I'm not flying flags of fucking teams and armies that lost wars. Okay. That's just stupid to begin with. All right, with. so for example, let's say, you know, you used to, I mean, when we had Jamboree in the Hills, yeah, you went all the time, right? I went like three or four Did times. Did people there. fly the Confederate flag there? To be completely honest with you, I don't know the answer to that okay. question. Let's say that you go out there, and I don't want to stereotype people who just who go to Jamboree in the you Hills. You can stereotype. I, no, I'm saying I don't want to do that. I don't believe in stereotyping a whole group of people because okay. I don't believe that everyone who goes to Jamboree in the Hills will be flying a Confederate flag. I do believe that there would be some people at Jamboree in the Hills that that may be flying that Fair. and have that out there, okay? Fair. Because it's to me, it's part of the the country. Unfortunately, the country music, some of the country music culture, Fair. okay. Yep. Um, so like, if somebody's out there and they're flying it, do you say anything about it, or are you just like, Ugh, and just walk away? I mean, me personally. Yes, you personally. No, I wouldn't say anything about. Why it. Why not? Because I don't like conflict. Because all that would do is create conflict. Is it? Should they be flying the flag? I don't. I don't think they should be flying the. Flag. Why don't you say something? Because nobody says anything. Oh, well, that's. I'm good. not saying it's right. Let let's let if I know. Let's I know. Be honest. It, it's true. I understand. And uh, now all we have we have all of these Instagram social media right. warriors where they're reposting all these things and all that shit. But are you really doing anything about it? Social media I don't is know. not going to help this problem. I, well. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on that because okay. I do think that social media can be part of the answer to the problem, but it's also creating part of the problem. I think it, it can be both. That's Words have, have an ability to uh, create problems and also solve problems. But like, if we go back to Nick, Nick Cannon, okay. do you think you're against cancel culture, right? I am against Should he culture. have been canceled? No. Why? Because... And throughout your human life, you're going to make mistakes. And when you are living a life where you're always on camera, you're all there's always going to be something there caught that you might have said in the moment that maybe at the end of the day probably wasn't a right thing. Do I think he should have got canceled? Absolutely not. Do I think what he said was right? Absolutely not. You're 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 a you're allowed as a person to disagree with somebody without trying to tear their whole career down. And that, in my opinion, that's where I think we see a disconnect with the term of cancel culture. Right. Because I'm looking at it as, I don't think that man's whole life should be destroyed because he said I one don't think thing. so either. But I don't think what he said was okay to say either. Right. So 
I think between us, in terms of just you and I, we have kind of a different um, aspect or view on what cancel culture really is. Like, I think cancel culture, and, and based on, because I've, I've been reading a lot about it, and it has. I mean, I have to say that your podcast and some of the things you've been posting have kind of stimulated my thought on it. Uh, I mean, you can't have lived the past three months without thinking about cancel culture. It's true. Um, and... Like to me, so one of the things that I found, and this was a really interesting quote, um, it's it's just about that cancel culture has to do with people who don't particularly have power within the culture itself. Variable B. Right. But you characterize variable variable B in an odd way to me. And I'm going to respectfully disagree with you on that. Okay. Because very will be, you were like, they don't have anything to do, they're negative, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, you know what? We need people to speak out. You yourself just said that you wouldn't say anything about the Confederate flag. Well, there are a lot of people that would say stuff about it now because we're all tired of it. People are tired of it. So why is it, why is it like you won't say anything about it, but if someone else says something about it, they're a loud mouth, they don't have anything going on, da 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 Because my personal opinion is I don't think the people that are saying things about it on social media even live in this country. I, if, oh. I'm being honest. We are being tore down through outside countries. I'm telling you. The problem is, the disconnect is, is that this old generation, all they do is watch the news, and that's all the news is doing is pumping all this stuff. I agree news with you. News isn't true with you. anymore. The news is not true. Normally, nine times out of ten, it's all bullshitted propaganda. Well, what is true? Facts. So your beliefs are, are your beliefs true? Things that you hold true to yourself? Do you? I mean, my my beliefs are my opinions, but okay. my beliefs aren't facts. Okay. So you're just saying, talking about facts. Yes. And so you know that when you watch the news, most of the news programs on CNN and Fox News, they're not they're people who are commenting on the news. They're not necessarily news reporters as they used to be. But see, that's the thing. That's right. what I'm talking about. We don't watch the news as a younger generation because it's all bullshit. That's my well, point. We, we, as younger adults, that's one thing that's different in modern-day America is we don't watch the news because we know the news going into it is they have a goal of what they're trying to portray, and they will say whatever they have to to get to that point. So, so how do you then know anything about what's going on in the world, about what other people across the country are feeling, what people down south are feeling, what people up north are feeling, east, west, wherever it may be? How do you know that? If you are just surviving on Twitter, podcasts. Oh come on, Th that's it. Just podcasts. Are you so you're saying that podcasts pod are raw conversations? Podcasts could also be very similar to what you see on on television on these news programs. That, why, I, I, I disagree. Why are podcasts truthful, but news programs aren't? Because podcasts actually have educated people on that, there that no speak their minds and actually tell the truth versus the truth to them the truth to them i'm i'm educating myself on scientists and doctors i'm not listening to what chris cuomo has to say on cnn all they do is get people on there that fit their propaganda well, platform the, i agree all the networks do that but what's that's what podcasts do too no they don't oh come on jake they don't you you're I, I'm I, I will die on this hill. Podcasts are complete 
raw conversation. I'm not talking about raw conversation that's based on people's opinions. I'm not saying they're not people's opinions, but you're you're presenting podcasts as these pillars of truth. Well, but podcasts have a independent view of things if you're listening to the right ones. I'm not sitting here listening to NPR or all that stuff. I'm talking What's about What's wrong with NPR? I don't know. I just I'm Why not do you say that because I because Barstool's right behind NPR in the rankings, and I just want them to tank. That is a personal bias of mine. Fuck NPR. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. but I, yeah, I don't know anything about NPR. Okay, it's fair. It's fair. this is really an enlightening conversation. No, but it, it it's it just it. Sh- this is why I'm happy we're talking about this because right. it shows the difference between. Age groups in terms of right. like wh- how you grew up versus how I'm growing up. I-, I look at podcasting and even, you know, YouTube, even uh, short clip YouTube, things like that. If you're watching these videos, there's algorithms throughout YouTube and right. Apple and all that stuff that is trying right. to push what you think they want you to hear, but also. The higher ups in terms of deep state, there's also things that are said that are true that people don't want other people to hear that, so they screw with the algorithm so that episode does not get highlighted on that platform. That's it's just true. That's a fact. It happens all the time. What does this have to do with cancel culture though? I, I, don't, I don't know, you're kinda of taking it in a weird direction because I don't like to me. We have to find a way to be able to to be on Twitter, to be able to watch the news, uh, to listen to the podcast, and be educated about things. It will never happen. I, well, God, that's why you're so cynical. How old I'm are you? I'm being honest. It will never ever happen. What? So we just give up then? We that's do what, not give up. Well, that's what you said it's never going to happen. Well, but I, if you want to stick on the cancel culture theme, I. It's something I probably shouldn't bring up because it has nothing to do with... Actually, yes, it does have to do. We need to cancel the government system. We need to redo how we think of government because here's what I'm saying. Everybody always says, and yes, that's a blanket statement, but I don't care because normally nine times out of ten everybody says this. Everybody always says that we're not voting for the president, Jake. We're not voting for Donald Trump. We're not voting for Joe Biden. We're not. We're voting for the cabinet. Well, here's my answer to that. Well, then why are we even voting for one person? Why don't we vote? And I stole this. I'll be honest. I heard this on Joe Rogan. Whatever. I didn't think of it. It's a. It, I, I like the idea. Why aren't we voting for a panel of people that have their specific divisions, five, six people, space, you know, earth, whatever it may be. Why aren't we voting for those people to make a collective decision on how this country's run instead of one spokesperson that really isn't making any decisions at all. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on that because I think we do do that. I think any, and I'm not, I think it's all learning process here. Yeah, we, we can disagree. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is I think we do that. Like I'm not, I'm not voting for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. I mean, yes, they are the people who are on that, but both of them have platforms that are representative of their party. And so for them, you know, Donald Trump represents a certain platform in the Republican Party. Joe Biden represents a platform in the Democratic Party. And so to me, I know when I'm voting for Joe Biden, 
I'm not just voting for Joe Biden. I'm voting for the platform on which he is running. And so, yeah, I know that there, the society makes it out to be Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Biden. It's not Trump versus Biden. It's a platform versus another platform. And so, in a sense, that's what Joe Rogan is is probably talking well, about. Well, I, I pers- without I you mean, knowing, I think you just made my argument for me of what, what I'm, I'm say- talking about. I don't think we're agreeing on that. No, we're already creating a divide is my point. When you're voting for one platform versus the other platform, why aren't we voting for five or six people that are educated in that specific realm? Because you're going to have to group them with like ideas. You're, you're not going to have people who are going to agree in different areas. You're going to have people who represent a certain party and certain ideas. I'm not, I don't agree with the Democratic or, or the Republican Party. I think they're both flawed, but they also have great ideas that if we could find some way of navigating towards the middle, it would be great, but we don't. Because Which we never will because we need different people. We need different kind of right. people in there. Because you can't set, because we don't have a, mo- a means of discourse in this country where people are not offended or people are uh, not taking the risk of being canceled. You know what I mean? People can't say things. Like, for example, the, the Goya food, and did you, you heard about that. The president. Actually, hold on. I didn't. The only thing that I know about it is that Trump took a picture. You, you're going to have to explain it to yeah. me. I have no idea. The, the Goya, pres- Goya food president, they were at a, a press conference. And the Goya president um, said, uh, I really appreciate Donald, President Trump and everything, <laughs> everything that he does. Da, 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 da. And there was a big backlash because Goya is an Hispanic company. And Donald Trump, clearly, that's, you, you understand where, where that's coming from. Yes. And so there was this cancel culture push. To back, like, well, don't buy Goya anymore. Don't buy these products anymore because of what the president says. Da, 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 da. Well, you know, it also affects a lot of different people in the company when you don't buy them. Do I want to put a company out of business? No. But does, do we need to have, if you don't like that president, does that maybe that company need to be pressured to get him out of there, particularly if he's supporting a president who, you know, basically is against a lot of the, the people who buy that product? Yeah, I don't know. I just it's, think. Yeah, so it's like what happened then, then that's when Donald Trump lined us all up there and, you know, take it as you... I just think what it comes down to, since you're picking my brain apart and I am thinking, and I I love conversations like this, I love podcasts where we're, we're deep diving into our brains here. I think the problem is, the thing that frustrates me the most with cancel culture is now everybody believes that they have to have an opinion on every single matter or subject that goes on. I think that's the thing that nitpicks me the the most is that you have Timmy over here who dislikes something that old Terry said but knows nothing about what Terry said. He just didn't like what came out of Terry's mouth so now Jimmy thinks that he needs to be heard about Terry and tear Terry down. Right. I think that's my big issue is not everybody has to have an opinion on everything when they right. know nothing about it. And that and that's part you I don't disagree with you. I think part well, I think part of the issue is the social media aspect of it because people it's easier it's to the post. It's the root of all evil. Talk. I'll it sit is. here I'll, I'll sit here and say it. But what I'm saying is like 
the problem is, is that that's the way people are communicating now, and we have to find a way of communicating better. Do I think that somebody should lose their entire livelihood over one mistake that he or she made? No, depending on that mistake, absolutely not. But I do think that like, if people are calling to your attention, like the words that you're using are divisive, These, this type of language is inappropriate, if you've been told that at some point in time, and we've heard that constantly in society, this language is inappropriate, and yet people continue to use it, then you know what? Maybe they deserve the cancel culture because they're not listening to what people are saying. But who deems it inappropriate? Well, the idea behind it is cancel culture, the people who don't necessarily have the power, the people who are being affected by it. That's the problem, right. though. So, like, for you, like, you wouldn't say anything about the Confederate flag, I, I, I wouldn't say anything about the Confederate flag. Okay, but you're not black. I'm not black. Would you expect a black person to say something about it? I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think a lot of black people do. Why? Because around here, where I grew up, in this rural mm -hmm. area, that's not, that's not a thing that's really talked about because... From what I've been around, I get a. I mean, I have a lot of black friends. Lived with a black dude for three or four years. Was it three, two, three years? I don't know. Shout out DQ. But um, yeah, like I've I've always been in situations personally where it doesn't matter what color your skin is, it doesn't matter what gender you are. You're welcome in this room, and you're welcome to hang out and shoot the shit with us. So, me personally. I don't know if I can really answer that question because I'm not really put in those scenarios. Okay. Let's say, let's say, I'm trying to think. Give me the name of one of your friends, just an ab, or any name. Cicere. Uh, like, like, I got to say Cicere. Zarly. Zana? Zarly. Zarly. Like Zarly. You yes. mean like Zar that was here? Oh, man. Yeah, that redheaded fuck. We're, Sorry. That was not that was one of the words. That That's is one of the words. 43. I apologize. So anyhow, let's say the czar comes in and he starts telling these racist jokes. I'd tell him to shut up. Do you seriously? Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you looking at JP? I just thought because I want to see how he was gonna react. Listen, I, I have black people in my family. I have black cousins. I'm not gonna i I'm not gonna sit if somebody I'm just asking. That's what I'm saying. So no. you anybody you would say you say, you know what, that's wrong. You know if, if, but if isn't that is, cancel culture then? If it is, but see, no, it's not. Why? Because it's, that's somebody that I have a formulated relationship with, and I know their personal okay, beliefs. What if it's someone you don't know? If it's somebody that I don't know, me personally, I probably wouldn't laugh and I'd walk away. You wouldn't say, man, I don't want to hear any racist jokes. That's wrong. No. Why? Would you? Yeah. You would. Yeah, because it's like I don't want to. I, I don't want be part of that. That's like I don't want to listen to any racist jokes. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't know. I think you're trying to get me canceled right now, but no. What I'm saying is like if you don't say anything about it, then then and I think that's what's going on right now in America. That a lot of people are just tired because no one's really stepped forward and said I, anything. No, I can agree with you 100. percent like but people are just tired of it. It's like you know, can we just stop doing it? Like like what Nick Cannon said. I, I agree. I don't think I don't think he should be like removed from all the whole world, et cetera. The, the his companies they're not letting him go. He's apologized. He got for fired it. from Viacom. Yeah, but the, he's also has a he. They also have he also has another company that's keeping him on. Like he's gonna have a talk show. Well, yeah, I know he'll have money. Yeah, but, but but see, also to say to pump the brakes real quick, that situation would never happen because people don't have conversations today 
in today's age with people that they don't know. So it's very tough for me to answer that question because nowadays it's not like it used to be. You don't walk up to random people and talk to random people. The whole the whole world has changed. On it's social different. media you do. It just depends. That's like the open format there yeah, on see, social if, media. If That's why that, it's happening on social media. If you put that media. on social media, you don't have to say anything because you already know that person's a piece of shit. I don't have to sit here and tweet that person and say, will you stop tweeting that, blah, 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 because if he's willing to put that out there for everybody to see, he's already a piece of shit. Okay, so that's that, fair. That's, it, that's the big issue. Is things are different now. Yes, probably, if that person was saying a racial joke to one of my friends, then all hell breaks loose. I'm not going to act like that wouldn't happen. Even if it's somebody that I'm acquaintances with, no, don't see on a regular basis. If I see some asshole that's saying racial shit to a person that I know, then yes, I'm going to say something. But if it's out there to where it's a random person, I probably won't say anything unless that person needs my help. I'm not saying I'm not going to help that person, but it's just different because those situations don't really happen now. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Well, you know, I don't know where we're going I love in society. It. I really don't. Um, I think nowadays I just feel, I kind of feel the way you do. I get frustrated with what's out there. Um, I think sometimes it's definitely more is made of things that need to be made of them because now it's like an ample opportunity to do it. It's like just because we have social media, we can put it on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, doesn't mean that we should, but that's kind of what's going on there. And it's hard to navigate those when you're on social media. I have to clear myself up real quick because I feel like I need to. In the beginning, with what I said about me not saying anything, I was taking that as it's somebody that I didn't know. Right. Like, if that's my friend or somebody that I love, that's just how I am anyways. I don't get in other people's business. I don't let all that shit bother me. But I would obviously defend somebody for sure that I know and that I love. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't... It, it's a difficult situation when you're it's walking It's tough it. to talk about. It is tough to talk about. Because nobody people. wants to hear about it. Uh, maybe people want to hear about it, but nobody's talking about it because it's a very uncomfortable situation. And I don't care to talk about it. I like to talk about this stuff because sometimes you hear things that you say and you're like, dang, maybe my perspective is a little off on things. But that's the problem well, with today's world. Right. People aren't open-minded. People... People don't want to deal with discomfort. Exactly. Because they'd rather everything just be good and fine. Something's going on. Not my problem. I don't want to deal with it. But, you know, if the world's going to be a better place, we need to move closer to, like, what's going on in terms of uh, everyone understanding. It's not comfortable having these conversations, but they're conversations that we need need to to have. Right. Amen. I agree. And And so, to me, there's an extreme with the cancel culture where we're not having a discussion you know, and then there's there's a point where it's like anytime someone is saying something, some people, you know, ratchet it up to a high level. Other people say, well, it's someone's opinion about it and let it go. And it's tough. And I know it's it's a it's almost I, I feel as if we are in a world where we are constantly being watched, constantly being um, observed for what we say and what we do. And it, it's a really uh, disconcerting 
uh, position. It is, but I know yeah. you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna grow and figure out how to live in this life that's going on right now. Correct? Yeah, I d- oh, I am living in it. I- I'm fine. I'm good. Like I don't. But there I- are people that won't change. Right. And that is also another issue because people don't want to evolve with the times. Right. They're stuck in their old ways. Right. And they can't open up their mind to a right. different way of living or a different way of thinking. And they should be canceled. And I I don't think they but should be canceled because got, they have the, they have behind, a right to man. their own opinion. That, but it doesn't make it right. I'm not saying they don't have a right to it, but I don't want it in my face all the time. I don't want to hear it anymore. We've already been through then this. Turn it off. Okay, right. That's what I'm doing. I'm canceling it. But see, I, I think we're just throwing around cancel so loose now. Yeah, I, right. Because I look at cancel as like, I'm not dealing with it anymore. It's like I'm turning off a television show. I don't like it anymore. That's okay. the way I look at it. Okay. But, see, but like, that's but, where we're different because I look at that as just like, that's just wasted space. I don't even acknowledge right. it. Right. I wouldn't call it canceling. Well, I just don't acknowledge it. But some people do look at it that way. It's like they, just, they don't give them any attention anymore. Like if somebody is is doing all of this, like if, if there's a television show that I think is presenting all you know you know negative ad towards attitudes towards women or other races, I just don't watch it anymore. I'm like I don't. I, you know. See, I look at canceling as like a Harvey Weinstein. I look at a situation like that. I, I right. I don't look at something okay. that I That's don't fair. like. Like if okay. it's something that I don't like, I just. That's fair. Chalk that up as a dislike. I think we're. I think we are actually in agreement. I don't. I don't think we disagree on, it. and that's why I wanted to talk. We to you about don't it. disagree. We just we we think the words are differently, it but our different views right. our views are right. in the same way. We just use different vocabulary right. for like it. Like me, I just like if I'm tired of if I've explained something to someone my position on it, I don't keep doing it. I'm just like I'm done. Yeah. You know, and I, I kind of look at that as canceling sometimes. It's not that I dislike a person anymore. I'm just like, I'm done with that. I don't want to, well, I don't want to deal with that anymore. And I think that's what, you know, but some people are saying, and they're pushing the envelope and saying, get them off the air. They don't need to be there. We need to take everything from them that they have because of one or two things that they said. And, that and it doesn't allow for people to make amends for things that they've done. So, for example, if you say something on the podcast, which is, like, really is out of this world, you offend all kinds of people, you need to be provided an opportunity to say, look, this is what happened. This is, I said it. I was out of line. That's not what I meant by it. And that's where it goes. But people have a right to be able to say, you know, Jake, that's just wrong. What you're saying is wrong. And we're going to stop listening to you unless you kind of, like, Look at it a little bit differently here. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think people need to be held accountable for the things that they say and the things that they do. Because we're just like, you know, and it doesn't make you a bad person if you challenge someone on something. Amen. I mean, you've said it. Now, there's things that have been said that will be said forever. Some things are wrong, like human morally wrong. Like the Harvey Weinstein's wrong. Like what he did's wrong. But some things somebody could have said when they were drunk or, you know, somebody took a snippet out of context and we didn't get the whole conversation. And they're hearing that. And then all of a sudden we're supposed to end that person's life. I agree. I I agree with you totally on that. Without that person being able to, like, kind of just what you just said. So I'm happy we did talk about it because I think, well, I know we agree on the same things. We were just using the words and our thoughts were different. Right. I just looked at it a little bit. I had a different subtle, a different meaning 
of it than what you did. I appreciate your being on today. Absolutely. Um, again, got to say, your podcast, you all just keep doing what you're doing on there. Um, it's an excellent podcast. I hope that people can uh, give them a listen if you haven't already done it. Definitely listen to episode 43. I hear it's like an hour and a half. How long is it? Two hours and six minutes. <laughs> Two hours and six minutes. That was one long, <laughs> long podcast. Very long conversation. A little nervous. But that's okay. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear that. When the, and that's dropping on. So it, it'll be, by the time you guys hear this, it'll already be on our feed. Um, the Juice Box, you can find us on, well, our Twitter and Instagram's at the Juice Box Pod. You can find us on Spotify and Apple, the Juice Box Podcast. We are not the Diabetes Podcast, but right. we will take their fans. So if their fans right. want to listen to us, what's up? Um, I, I'll let you go ahead and And if post. your fans want to listen to them. Yeah, whatever. whatever. I mean, it's a free I'm, I'm free not going to I'm not yes. going to cancel you if you decide to listen <laughs> right, to another right. podcast. But, but hey, um it, I'm going to give you the last word yeah, here in a minute so you close it out. Take your time, okay. baby. Um I appreciate your being on here. Um I think a, an important thing one of the great things about you and your whole group is that you're a great group of individuals, very nice, friendly, um and most important, you're kind. Um you treat people in a positive way. Um, you listen to people. You may not always agree, but you give everyone a fair chance. And I think that's an important thing, important quality that we don't have a lot. So you all keep uh, raging and grinding and putting out that podcast over there and doing Love everything it. that you got to do. And um, just remember, everyone, uh, you can uh, check out all my podcasts on my website, www.ajbucon.com. That's where my blogs are. I haven't written one in a while, but that's okay. I got other stuff in the works right now. Uh, but I'm going to give my good friend, Juice, the last word. And don't, I don't want any curse words. And it's just send us out on a positive note. Don't make me edit. I will, I will keep this as happy and okay. positive as I can. Oh, First and foremost, I just want to say thank you for having me on. I, I really do appreciate your company. I appreciate talking to you. I'm happy since you moved back. We've kind of grown at, uh, closer to a, a very good friendship, thanks to JT, since JT was one of your students. I, I really do think you're a great person, and I, I, you know, I love what you're doing. I love all your writing. I love your podcast, and you know, I love that you're just you're just different in terms of, you know, you, you're kind of like me, you know, you say what you mean, but you'll listen to other people and hear right. them out. And, and, it, and it's just, it's great. So very, very comforting. I also want to say, you know, shout out everybody in the juice box productions, JT, Czar, Tig, Dupes, Sith, myself, Kyle in the beginning. Um, a lot of people don't realize how much work that we really do put in with in terms of videoing, um, you know, recording, trying to make content. And I just want to say, you know, thanks to those guys for sticking by me. Thanks for you for coming on and always supporting, supporting us. It, it is, it is a real crazy thing. You're in the middle of West Virginia where we're 15 years behind on everything. Half of these people don't know what podcasts are, <laughs> but the only thing that I can say is, you know, we want to support our local businesses, right. and we always support our local businesses. Make sure you support your local podcast, too. AJ right. does a great job on his. What's up, buddy? You know, always listen. Um, Juicebox Productions, Juicebox Podcast, Midnight Gamer, Tobacco Pipe. Holler at me at, at JuiceNixon underscore. And I just want to say thanks to all my guys, and uh, let's keep going, baby. Peace out.
All right. I am here with Spencer Helms, senior at Central Catholic High School. I'm going to see if I get all of your accolades right, okay? Um, senior at Central Catholic High School. I think I've said that already. Um, National Honor Society. Um, that's just the big National Honor Society, but also probably history. Oh, okay. Math. You're not in math? No. Okay, not move. Hopefully. No, okay. Um, SGA president? Whoa. Sitting down with the president for an interview. Um, Three-year starter on the football team or four-year starter? Going into the year two. Year so two is a starter. Did you play your freshman, sophomore year? I lettered both years, yes. You lettered both. So this is like your second year starting? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, aren't you a preseason Second team All-State, yeah. Second team All-State. So I'm sitting here with someone pretty um, pretty famous around the area. Am I right? Uh, if that's what you say. <laughs> that's what I say. Um, hey, it, it, we're getting ready to start the, the school year, and I know you have to be excited about it. Um, how are you – I'm just going to ask you to be real here. How are you feeling right now, like, about everything that's going on? Uh, there's definitely – I have a sense of excitement to come back. I mean, we've been out since March 13th, 14th, whatever date that was, that schools went shut down. But it's definitely exciting to be back. And, you know, as long as we take precautions and follow the guidelines and do what we have to do, hopefully we're able to stay in school and learn in person because that's what – I think that's what everybody really wants. What was it like for you um, last year? Like, for me – you know, I taught all the seniors last year. I had one junior class, but it was really difficult for a lot of them because they lost the tail end of their senior year, lost out on a lot of things. And so um, what was it like for you back in March when we went to distance learning and we weren't in school? What was a, a daily experience for Spencer Helms? I mean, to start – um, when schools were shut down for two or three weeks. I mean, everybody, I think, kind of expected it just to last two or three weeks. Nobody really thought that Friday or Thursday in March would be our last day until September 8th or the last day at Central for some of those seniors. It was it was difficult. I mean, you know, it's nice to be able to be at home, not be at school, but it, eventually you just want to get out and see your friends, see your teachers, especially at Central. We have such great teachers here and um, that really care about their students. To be able to work with them in person and learn here in this building that's got such great tradition, is it's special. Was there anything that was frustrating to you about the distance learning other than, you know, not seeing your teachers or your um, friends, et cetera? I wouldn't say frustrating. Um, I would say it was difficult. It was difficult to be able to, you know, have to have the self-discipline to sit down and focus and not be distracted by TV or right. whatever else you wanted to do. Right, right. So over the summer, you know, everyone, we've just been wondering when school's going to open, et cetera. What's been going through your mind all summer? Like, how do you, how does someone prepare, like a student, prepare for a school year that you're not even sure may happen. I mean, this is your senior year, and like there's so much uncertainty about it. How do you how do you get in the right frame of mind for that? For me, at least, it was um, not getting completely overexcited about coming back, knowing the possibilities of what could happen. I mean, we're a week away now from coming back, so it looks 
rather okay that we're going to at least start. Um, but over the summer, it's a thought that, you know, will we go back? And if we do go back, how long will we go back? We all hope that we get to stay in till May and have our graduation, have a prom, but that all depends on, you know, how things play out in the next few months. So it's really a thought of anticipation mixed with nervousness about how, how this year will go. And are, do you have anything like, I know, you know, Central's doing all kinds of different things this year. What do you know that's going on at Central that maybe like, I'm kind of into that or that's something I'm excited about? Like, uh, just even in the classes or even, you know, the setup around the school, anything that you can share with everyone? You know, um, the new scheduling is definitely different and it's going to be difficult to adapt to, but I think it's for the best. Um, to, you'll be able to spend more time in one class, be able to focus more on one subject every day, which I think is which I think is really good. Right. Um, because when you have seven periods a day, you're kind of scattered all around, thinking about what test you have in the eighth period and what test you might have in sixth period. It, it gets it gets difficult. Right. What are you worried about with the schedule? Are you worried about like, I know it's 75 minutes long, right? Right. Like going from 45 minutes to set that's tacking on an extra. 75, 40, an extra 30 minutes or so? Yeah, I think that's that's going to take some patience and some adjusting to. Okay. How so? What are you going to have to adjust to in that, that situation? I wouldn't say I'm a, uh, that I have issues in patience and sitting around for a while, but it's definitely going to be something when you sit for 45 minutes through a lecture, sometimes that's difficult. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. when you have a 75-minute, that's going to be even more, but... Yeah. As long as we're back, that's what matters. Yeah, I agree with you. I, um, when I was down in North Carolina, we actually, when I first moved down there to start teaching, the, um, we were on this, like, the seven-period day, like that. And it was just, you know, you go, go. Even as a teacher, you just go, 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 go. It's the same thing as a student. You feel like you're just, like, grinding through the whole day until, and you're just exhausted by the end of the day. And it's hard to juggle all of your classes and all of your homework. And uh, probably about after about um, seven years there, uh, the school system decided to go into what is called a four by four schedule, which was actually it's very similar to this, but it was you would have four classes one semester exclusively, just four classes. The classes were 90 minutes long. Then once you finished that one class, you had four different classes the next semester. So you would you would actually have. Uh, more opportunity to take more classes. So you would have eight classes all year, but they were like 90 minute classes. And one of the things that we had to do as teachers was say, we cannot stand in front of you and lecture. You know, I've never been a big person on lecturing. I I can't, you know, you'll find out this year. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't talk for 45 minutes. Um, I don't think I have ever spoken for 45 minutes in a classroom. Um, And the challenge is there, but the big issue is like, um, being able to do interactive activities with the students. But for me, the challenge is going to be like, how do we interact in a classroom where everyone has to be six feet apart and everyone's wearing masks? That's that's going to be the challenging part for me. So it's going to be like, um, it's going to be a challenge for me as well when we come back. I'm not actually worried about it. I'm looking forward to the schedule. I think you as students will like it. Um, the big change is going to be, you know, the rotation and learning how that works. But, um, you know, if done right and if teachers kind of embrace that time and, I mean, can't lecture for 40, <laughs> can't lecture for 45 minutes, um, you, you have to be able to do something else other than that. And so I think that's going to be the real trick right now. I think, um, I think central students will be open to trying different things, right? Yeah, I think so. You think so? 
Yeah. You think so? Um, what about I, – I know you're playing football this year. Don't you have your first game? Well, by the time this airs, you would have had your first game on Saturday, right? Right. Against Polka. Cause, right, Saturday. Um, what are you feeling on the football team? Tell us what that has been like practicing in this environment. Because I think, you know, we read about it in the news, but hearing about it from a, a player, like take me through a, a football practice for, for us. Well, on a, on a typical season, we would um, report to – the athletic center in the gym and um you know go through team meetings whatever it would be that day group position meetings before we would head to practice and run through our normal practice but in the age of covid um there is no reporting to the gym our team meetings are limited and um what we do together is limited which is odd because at central we are a lot about family especially in the football program coach young does a great job of incorporating that into it as fam as that we're a family um coach young's been super cautious um coaches and masks which is a state rule and um you know we should be wearing masks as much as we can when we're not participating participating excuse me um it's different. It's different, but it's as much normal as we're going to get. Now, if you do, are you doing contact practices now? Yeah, we are in contact practices. Okay, now, how does that, does that, is contact practice the way it has always been, or do you have to do it differently now? Um, it's definitely rather normal, but we're limiting as much contact as we can. Okay. Um, you know, the bare necessities mm-hmm. ha- form. Um, fundamentals as much as we can. Does that worry you at all? Like if you have a, since you have a game coming up that you haven't done as enough, enough like contact drills prior to. Or? That doesn't worry me as much as that our practice time was cut down two weeks mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the season. So that's that's valuable time right. to get in shape and install stuff and right. plays. That that's what worries me more. Not as much as the contact yeah. part yeah, of it. Cool. Now, who's your position coach? Um, I have th- three. Three. Um, Coach Jim Wolf. Okay. Um, Coach Phil Pest mm-hmm. and um, uh, the great Chance Sabita. Oh. Yeah. He's a he's a troublemaker, isn't he? No, I'm just joking. So, do you work with all of them individually, or because of COVID, are you having to work with them as a, as um, a group? It will depend on the day. Typically, mm-hmm. Coach Wolf and Coach Sabita work together on pretty much everything. Um, Coach Pest is sometimes involved there, right. sometimes not. Depends on the day, what we're, what team we're playing, okay. wh- what we need to put in. Any goals for the? I mean, clearly, you want to play for a state championship, and hopefully, right. we'll um, everyone will continue to be safe, and we'll do what we need to do so we can have that opportunity. Um, any like personal goals for you uh, this season? Probably, I mean, I would like to be All-State, so that's definitely a personal goal of mine is to work at that and um, get recognized as All-State. But I think a more important goal than that is just be a good leader, be a good captain. This is difficult. There's a lot of uncertainty, but um, these captains that we have, the six of us, we've been around for a while in this program, and we know what it takes. We've seen what it takes. Um, so we, being good leaders is really the biggest goal, I think, of this season. You talk about leadership. What's the – is there a big difference between being a leader on a football team and the the student government leader, the president? I think there's a difference, yeah. How so? Um, leading a football team, there's a – everybody's got a same goal in mind. It should have a same goal in mind. At least we do. Um, 
we all know what we want. We have a lot of the same interests. We're playing the same sport. We're together, whatever, three hours a day, five days a week, sometimes six. Um, and when you're in school, it's different. There's more people. So you're going to have a diverse opinions, um, diverse goals. And you have to be able to be supportive of everything and hear everyone out. And that's definitely something you do in football too. But a lot of the things you're going to hear on the football team will be the same and from different people. Right, right. right. So do you, uh, as, a, as the SGA president, do you have anything that um, – that you would like to accomplish as a school this year in terms of maybe a senior class, a student body? Is there anything that, like, with your class, your generation, with er with everything that's going on in the world, is there anything that you want to maybe accomplish by the end of the year? Um, I wouldn't give it as a concrete goal, but something that the senior student council officers have talked about a lot um, is working with Mrs. Sancombe and um, the Wheeling Social Justice Allies with Lindsley and Wheeling Park and being able to assist in that however we need to combat racism and become an anti-racist environment. How do you, uh, that organization, what do you know about that or like what, what do you kind of like, what's Spencer's vision for this? What would you like to see happen? Uh, I would like to see that these this Wheeling community, um, Lindsley, Wheeling Park, and Central, that we work together. I mean, we're rivals in different times, city rivalries. It's, it is how it is. And um, but when we can come together for an issue that's greater than ourselves, that's something that's it's big. And if we can work to understand what people are going through, um, what troubled communities, troubled people are going through, and help them, that's definitely something we want to root be rooted in. What's something just personally that like clearly you, you you're passionate about this? What's something that you're worried about um, in the community or in the world itself in regards to racism or social justice? Something like you know what this bothers me. Um, something that bothers me definitely is the way we treat others, um, whether it's the same race or a different race. Um, everybody is a human being and everybody has dignity. And as a Christian Catholic school, we're taught, we're taught that. And sometimes it's not exhibited in different environments. And we should be encouraging that, um, not ignoring it, not discouraging it, but bringing awareness, um, supporting movements that support equality and support peace is what we should be, right. um, what I would like to see. That's good. That, how can, what is something that like, um, when you look around the student body, I think for the most part, most of the students treat, I think most people around here treat one another with a great deal of respect. Um, but what's something that you think maybe like this is how we as a senior class, we could get, um, leave our legacy um, here at Central? Um, we've had a lot of discussions about legacy mm -hmm. in this class is legacy. Um, we've done we've seen a lot of great things done and we've done a lot of great things at central mm -hmm. and um i think our large legacy that we want is um be known as the class that was kind friendly accepting loving mm -hmm. just being overall good people if we can be good people we've succeeded right so you think like this year you'll also probably be known if we can kind of navigate through this whole mess of coming back to school and we can stay in school five days a week um you know, that can be a big testament uh, to your class. Definitely. You know, to be able to do that. Because um, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be hard work. Um, I think everyone's a little bit worried um, about, you know, contact tracing and uh, everything else that's going on. Um, is there anything that, that you're worried about in particular in regards to, like, the 
COVID experience, like what's going to be going on in the schools, things that you can that you're concerned about? Um, I wouldn't say that's anything. I'm not concerned for my health, right? Um, or anything like that. The only thing that concerns me is staff health and mm-hmm. um, keeping our teachers healthy. Um, young people are typically safer from COVID-19, right. but um, nobody wants to see anybody get sick. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Now, do you have you have grandparents at home? Uh, not that live with me. No. Okay. Where do they live? Are they um, in the area? Yeah, all of my grandparents live in the valley. Okay. So have you, um, over the course of the summer, have you been able to spend as much time with them as you'd like, or have you been trying to keep like a social distance from them? I wouldn't say we've been able to spend as much time as we'd like together, mm-hmm. um, but we've done some things that we could um, to see them, um, but we have to keep them safe, um, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. They're vulnerable. Does it worry you at all? And I, I guess, like, to me, if we're going to, you know, really talk about this, um, I'm not so much worried about myself. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, Spencer, um, I have a vision of what I'm going to be able to do in the classroom and how I'm going to try to make it interesting. Um, I hope that we can stay in school, but I know what I'm going to do if I have to go online. But um, I'm not worried so much about taking care of myself. I'm worried about, like, you know, you know, if I have to hand out papers, I'm sanitizing, giving you some papers, collecting them. I'm sanitizing before I pick them up. You know, I, you know, I'm trying to be careful. I've got different masks that I want to use. You know, they gave us some of those plastic shields. I don't want to overdo it, but I also want to make sure I'm taking care of myself because I have my mother at home and, you know, I don't want to bring anything home to her. Um, so I'm not worried about myself. I'm going to be really careful. Are you at all worried about other people? And like, you know, to me, if I could, like, yes, in school, it, it's a different, it's going to be different. Like this week, we're all kind of working around here. But when we start putting like 10 students in a classroom or 15 students in a classroom. It's different. Do you ever worry about like other people following the guidelines and doing what they do to make sure that we have a safe school? I mean, absolutely. It's definitely a concern that you know, we have to listen and we have to do what we have to do, even if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I, I trust my classmates and I trust, you know, everybody in Central that we're going to follow through on the guidelines and we're going to do what we have to do because this is a family and we love to be together, but um, it, we're together just six feet right. apart. Right. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely something uh, that concerns me, but I think we'll be okay. Do your friends have those uh, similar concerns? Um, I think largely my friends want to stay in school and right. they're going to do everything they have to do to stay here in the building. That's good. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I I keep telling people, you know, is I think Central is a a, a very special community. I think, I I really think that the students are going to come back in and do what they need to do to stay in school. I don't want to, I mean, last year that was just mind-numbing to me, even as a teacher. I've talked about this before on the podcast, you know, not being able to see students every day and, you know, it's just it's not the way that I want to teach, and I know that it's not the way that um, all of you uh, want to learn. So it's um, yeah, I hope we're going to be able to do that. Um, anything else on your mind? You you listen to any kind of good music lately? Any good movies? Oh. Anything you binge watched um, on Netflix or anything like that? I've been watching uh, The West Wing on Netflix. Okay, all uh, right. with Martin Sheen and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Selling Sunset, a real estate drama okay, on Netflix. It's a Netflix series. It's okay. pretty good. All right. I think that's all I've been watching on Netflix, really. There's eight seasons of The West Wing, so 
Gotta take my time there. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Um, I read um, White Fragility in the Age of Racism and talking about Whoa. Um, okay. how white people combat racism mm-hmm. over the summer. I'm now, did think. you choose that book yourself or did you find it somewhere? Or I'm uh, not saying you can't choose your own book, but did someone recommend it to you? Or you just... I saw it as recommended on social media, okay. so I cool. went for it. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we'll probably, yeah, I, I think it's good that um, young people like you are able to go out and say, this is what I want to read. I want to make my own choices about this. Mm-hmm. I want to find things that are going to help me understand the world a little bit better. And I think that's important that we do that here right. at Central. Um, I don't know about those two shows. I don't, Netflix, that was, or not Netflix, West Wing, that's like 10 seasons long, isn't it? Yeah, and they're hour episodes. I I just finished The Office this summer. I'd never watched Just now? Yes, I never watched it. Mrs. Noor kept telling me, you have to watch The Office. You, have to, you won't get any of these jokes. I did. I, I made it through. And they, it was a good show. I, I'm shocked that I never watched it before. But I never, yeah, I just started at the end of last year. I started watching it. And I have you watched uh, Parks and Recreation? No. Isn't That's that a like, good one, too. Isn't that the same thing as The Office? But I, think, I think it's better. <sighs> I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I think yeah. it's better. Anyhow, I don't know. I'm trying to find another show to get started on. I started watching that. Um, oh, it's on HBO. Um, oh, gosh. See, that's why I, I can't even remember the name of it. Um, anyhow. But anyhow I, no, I just watch a lot of science fiction shows, and that's kind of what, what yeah. I'm into. But anyhow. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to a really great year. Is there any kind of message that you have for the student body or the people of the Ohio Valley? This podcast goes out to thousands and thousands of people. So this is your chance. Uh, I'm going to leave the final word of this segment to you, Spencer Helms. Thank you so much for being on here. Follow the guidelines. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Keep praying. um, And go Knights. All right. Thanks for being here, Spencer. Thank you, Mr. Buchan. All right. Bye-bye.